Well, this morning the message is titled as The Road to Healing. And uh, I'm very excited to bring this message uh, to all of you. But at the same time, I have to let all of you know that this message is uh, something that I wrestled with for almost two months since uh, Craig asked me to preach. I struggled with it because this is a message that's kind of out of my comfort zone. This is not me. Uh, this is something. And I, so I wrestled. Why is it that this is not leaving my heart, this message? And uh, the Lord impressed so strongly this within me. Uh, so I am sure that uh, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, talk to each and every one of us. And as I speak, uh, God is going to minister to me and through me uh, minister to each and every one of you. Before we uh, get into the message... I would like to read this psalm and pray, Psalm 6, 1 to 10. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord. And rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping. Drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all who you do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you for your amazing grace. We want to thank you for the way you watches over us and the way you are holding our hands and leading us. And Lord, when we go through seasons of valley, you are with us. When we go through the seasons of mountain, you are with us, Lord. And we want to thank you because we can come to you in confidence and trust you. And Lord, we want to thank you for the word and we want to thank you for everyone who is here. Talk to us this morning. In Jesus' name, we ask this prayer. Amen. Well, um, two weeks ago, uh, we were here in Walterboro for uh, one of the international uh, care group, uh, you know, Bible study and fellowship. And we were returning back. And we were on um, I-95, and I have this problem of overspeeding. And that's, you know, that's a big problem. So I was pulled over. And uh, I, you know, I've been driving. Uh, Ross has come to hear this now. <laughs> 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 so, 
So I was, you know, five years, it never happened. And so I really felt bad. You know, why this, why this, you know? So, okay, you know, I kind of, you know, I got a ticket and I was not happy about it. And uh, there was an amount on it. And, you know, that also kind of bothered me so much. Well, okay. <laughs> and I drove further. And then two days after that, I go to pick up Sakshia, my daughter from the school. And I just come out of the school. It's just like maybe 200 feet, you know. And I'm again pulled over. <laughs> just in two days. And I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it. And kind of hurt very bad. And not because of the officers, you know, I, I really appreciate their work and, you know, that's their job and they have to do it. But with the situation that happened and I was, you know, really kind of angry, upset. And my daughter was sitting behind me and uh, she was very silent. So usually when we start from the school till home, we have a lot of conversation. But she knew that this guy is mad now. You know, <laughs> something has happened to him. <laughs> so she observed that, you know, after that, you know, I was driving in a very weird way. <laughs> and uh, because I was in that situation where, you know, I was hurt and I didn't know how to handle it. And I was... Uh, you know, after like a couple of miles, because from there I was going to Lydia School to pick her up, and it's like maybe like eight or ten miles from there, and I was driving on the left, uh, right lane in a dead slow speed, and I could see like, you know, there's a big line, and I'm kind of in some sense, you know, I was happy that, you know, I'm holding these guys <laughs> back, you know, uh, because you're hurt, and, you know, you, you kind of do weird things, you know. Uh, what is right and what is wrong, you sometimes don't have that sense. It took me like, maybe like, let's say two or three days to kind of come over that uh, feeling. And, uh, uh, but then when I look back now, I can laugh at it. You know, laugh at that memory uh, of what happened to me. And uh, so two things happened. One is, uh, you know, I've been healed of that memory, and also uh, I have learned to drive now. <laughs> and uh, my kids, they are uh, witness to it that, you know, uh, I. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I, 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 I could, you know, I'm healed, and then I'm also learning. By telling this story, I'm just telling you the space between hurt and healing. There is so much that happens between that. There is a space. And my story on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's, it's, I would say it's just 1 compared to what many of you go through. Your stories of hurt might be very deep. And very strong, uh, the hurt that you have experienced in your life. And some of you still going through the process of healing. 
And it's hard. It's tough. But how do we deal with that hurt? And how do we endure in that season of hurt? Because for some, healing might happen in few days. But for some, it might take months. And some, it might take years. Some people might recover. And some would not recover. Because some of the wounds and healings, the wounds and the hurts, they are so deep. But we can always hope for healing. We can always look for healing. Because a person who is hurt can always hurt others. Because an emotional hurt affects us spiritually and and physically as well. It affects our bodies. It also affects our relationship with God. And it also affects our relationship with our family members, with our friends, with our colleagues that we work with. But there is a way out. There is a way in which we can endure it and reach that place of healing. If you have your notes with you, the first thing in the process of healing, the process of healing begins when we acknowledge and surrender our hurts to God. The process of healing begins when we acknowledge and surrender our hurts to God. Luke chapter 14 has a story of prodigal son. And all of us, we are familiar with that story. And we know that the prodigal son, he asked for his portion of uh, the inheritance. And he kind of runs away uh, from his family. And he thought probably he can make his life. We do not know what, what prompted him to make that decision. But we definitely know that this guy... He took the portion of inheritance and he went to a place and he was living a very miserable life. Uh, his life was very miserable. And then when he was living miserable life, one day the scripture says something different happened to him. Luke chapter 14 verse 17 when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. So we see prodigal son making an acknowledgement. What is he acknowledging? He's acknowledging about his situation, where he is. He's saying that I am dying of hunger here. He's able to, he's, he's, he, he's come to a place where he's able to see what is happening to him. And any healing that has to happen has to begin from that space where I need to Recognize this element that I am hurt. I am wounded. 
This is what is happening to me. And that's where it begins. And then also one acknowledgement he is making. At home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare. So he's also acknowledging that there is a place where I can go and I can get out of my misery. So both these acknowledgements, when they come together, they bring relief. And that's where the healing would start. And also, he's making himself totally surrender to God. He's saying, I will go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called. Completely kind of willing to give himself to his father. Here I am, and can you take care of me? This is what has happened to me. And I want to acknowledge that this is what has happened to me. I hope that you can help me. <clears throat> in our situations of hurt, in our situations where we go through that deep pain of being hurt, sometimes it could be hurt by a family member, it could be a hurt by a colleague, it could be anything. Your own situations. And awareness and acknowledgement and also looking forward to that hope that there is a place where I can go and come out of this situation. Looking forward to that would always begin this journey of healing. It is not easy. It is not easy to come out of the hurt. It is difficult, it is hard, but it is not impossible. It is difficult, but it is not hard. Isaiah chapter 42 verses 1 to 4 and Isaiah chapter 42 verse 16. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out to raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. Verse 16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along the unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake him. This is a prophecy that was made about Jesus. But this reflects the nature of our God. This reflects the nature of Father God to whom we can go and ask for comfort, peace, and healing that we need. So first thing he says is, he will not break down a bruised reed. And you, all of us, we know that reed is already very tender. 
It is already very tender. And uh, when it is said a bruised reed, that means it is further tender. It can break any time. And God is saying that a bruised reed, he will not break. And a smoldering wick, he will not snuff out. That's who our God is. When we go to him in that fragile and broken state of our being, when we go to him, he is there to listen to us. He's there to take care of us. And we read that psalm from David, from David's life, going through that pain and agony. And most of, when you read David's psalm, you would see this, that going through that pain and agony, how with confidence we can go to him. And in that confidence, we will start that process of healing. I don't know what is your situation this morning, but I know this, that the hope that we have in Jesus, the hope that comes from what is already done on the cross for us, who better knows about it other than our Lord, who himself went through this situation of brokenness, being abandoned by his own Put on the cross, nailed by his own on the cross. Going through that pain and trauma in his life. He knows it. He knows it when you go through it. He knows it very well. Maybe your friends would not know it. Maybe your spouse will not understand it. Many times people, those who go through hurt and pain, when they share their stories to others, everyone has some kind of solution to it. It's very difficult to make others understand what you go through. But I want to tell you, a lot can understand. He sees it, he can hear it, he can feel it. Because he has gone through it. He has gone through it. And he's, op he's waiting with an open heart. When we surrender ourselves to him. He's ready to take care of our pains and our hurts. The second. The process of healing begins when we accept voices. That support God's purposes in our lives. The process of healing begins when we accept voices that support God's purposes in our lives. I believe that most of us, we have given our lives to Jesus. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. In your level of spirituality, everyone goes through hurt and uh, these kind of pains in small way or bigger way. But then it is very important for us to recognize that it is the scheme of the devil, it is the scheme of the Satan, that Satan always wants us to remain hooked 
to the hurt and pain. And the Satan doesn't want us to come out of it. Because that is where the devil draws his pleasure from. Keeping us in the pain, keeping us in the hurt, making us remain focused there. But God has a bigger plan for us. God has a bigger purpose for us. And uh, Rick Warren, who has written this book, Purpose Driven Life, he makes it very simple for us by giving us five purposes for a Christian, for a believer. And these five purposes are summarized in this manner. First one is, God wants me to center my life around Him. That is worship. So that my attention, I give God my full attention. Second, God wants me to learn to love His family. That's fellowship, you know. And third, God wants me to cultivate spiritual maturity. That's discipleship. That the purpose of a life is that we become like Christ. Fourth one, God wants me to contribute something back. And that's ministry. And many of you who serve here in the church and also outside, you're already making that contribution. And that's the purpose of our life. That's the purpose of our existence. And the fifth thing is, God wants me to tell others about His love. And that is evangelism. Carrying this gospel to others. Now, when we go through hurts, when we go through pain, there are so many voices that guide us, that motivates us, stirs us up. And those could be from within. The voices can come from within us. The way we have uh, discipled ourselves, the way we have, uh, you know, made ourselves, created ourselves, or, you know, nurtured ourselves, you know, what is inside of us. So the first voice is a voice that comes from us, within us. And then there are voices from outside. The voices from our friends, members of the family, uh, people whom we consider as close buddies. Maybe media out there. Maybe a book you are reading. Or maybe a movie you are watching. It could be anything. Any voice. In that moment of hurt, there are so many voices coming us to respond to that hurt. How do I respond at this moment is determined by what voice am I choosing? What voice am I accepting? For a child of God, it's always good. It is always a road to healing when they accept a voice which goes along with God's purpose in their life. There's a beautiful story in 1 Samuel chapter 24 and especially in verse 3 and 7, the story is, you know, Saul, the first king of Israel, was after David to take his life. Various reasons, we are not getting into that. But Saul was after David, day after day, he wanted to kill David and uh, take his life. And he made several attempts, he did so much, 
So in chapter 24 of 1 Samuel, verse 3 and 7, there's a small uh, portion where both of them are in the same cave. And I'm going to read this for you. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with you as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, and lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. When these words, with these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. So here is David in a situation where he's being followed by his enemy to be slaughtered. And there are some people whose close buddies trying to guide him. But this is what makes David a man after God's own heart. This is what makes him different than many other people in the scripture. David is not perfect. David has his own problems. But God is calling David as a man after God's own heart. And this is what is it? His close buddies, quoting from the scripture, this is what is written. You should be doing this. But he knew that all this is against his purpose. God's purpose for his life. And this is a matter of fact that it is only I would know with more clarity what is God's plan for my life? And I have to take a call for that. I have to take that decision for what God is calling me to, to be and what God is calling me to do. David knew that this is the way he has to go. This is what, this is the voice that he should deny and this is the voice he has to accept. Well, it's not an easy job. It's a very difficult, especially when you're going through so much of pain and so much of hurt. It is not easy. It's difficult. But then we have the promise of God. In John chapter 14, verses 16 to 19. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. What a great promise that Jesus is giving to his disciples and to all of us. That we have the Holy Spirit. We can always Lean on 
the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We do not know how he does it. That's why he is God. That's why he is Jesus. That's why he is Holy Spirit. And that spirit is going to work in us when we surrender our situations to him. We give it completely to him. And he comes along with us. He guides us. He leads us in the truth. He tells us what we need to do. And then there is so many of other areas of our life and our situations that God himself would handle it and take care of it. Moving further, the third thing, the process of healing begins when we become part of a community that displays Christ's love. Healing would not happen in isolation. Healing needs a community. Healing needs someone to come along with us. We just heard that we don't have to listen to all the voices. But that doesn't mean that we don't need people to walk along with us in our life's journey. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. I have often quoted this verse from here whenever I have preached. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. It is very important to find someone in our life who can walk along with us. Somebody who can pray with you. We had, now it's almost like maybe a close to a year season. You know, we were in transition. And uh, we would not have made this journey. I would not have been standing here and preaching, to be very frank and open. If it, were, if it was not for, firstly, for the international community that came around us and prayed every day, literally every day, calling over the phone, one or the other person, and talking to us and praying with us. I went through a season of sickness, then a lot of uncertainties, so many things happened in between. We could only endure because there were people who stood with us. Otherwise, this journey would have been difficult. Are you part of a care group here? There are so many care groups here. If you don't feel that you don't fit into a care group, maybe you should find a buddy here, a friend here, and start a group. Talk to Craig and start a group. Have someone in your life that you can at least give a phone call and ask, hey, can you pray for me? And have somebody that at least you can share your pain, your difficulties, someone who can listen to you and guide you and help you. Proverbs 18, 24 one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. I like this. 
and let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day is approaching. Coming together, meeting together has its own dynamics. Because that's how God has created us with that community, that capacity to be in a community, to live with one another. And that's how God has created us. When we go through pain, when we go through that trial in our life, we need people who can stand with us. And I think church is that beautiful place. Church is that beautiful place that can provide us a company of people a company of people who can comfort us, who can walk along with us, who can walk along with us. Hey, if there is anyone here who is not part of any group here, look for a group. And if you think that I don't fit in, you know, a particular group, think about starting a group of your group. Maybe just two of you. Come together and pray, maybe once a week. Even if it is once a month. Come together. We grow when there is mutual accountability. When we learn from one another. When we support one, one another. When we stand with one another. When we come together, we can do wonders. We can do wonders. More than doing wonders, we can experience some kind of healing. Yes, we are hurt. Yes, we are lonely. Yes, it's true that we are going through pain and suffering. The healing process will begin when we acknowledge and surrender our hurts to God because He cares for us. Because He already died for us. It's, it's done on the cross. That healing is already done. He's waiting for us. Can we go back to Him? Just like the prodigal son. Looking to Him. Yes, I have a hope there. I can go there. He's there. God is there for me. I can go to Him. The process of healing begins when we accept voices that support our purpose. God has a purpose for our life. And that's why we exist. And we have to listen to the voices that can help us so that we can grow in that purpose. And finally, healing begins when we become of a community of God's people. It could be the church here. It could be a small group that you can come together and pray. And I want to tell you that healing will happen. When you will look back, you will be surprised to see how God has been faithful. How God has healed you. How God is using that healing to help others. How God is healing, making your life a channel of blessing for others. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you so much for your grace. Lord, we can come to you with confidence and call you Abba Father because you are there to help us. Because you are there in this journey. We just ask you 
that you hold our hands and lead us, Lord. We want to come to you. In Jesus' name we ask this prayer. Amen. Well, this altar is open and if uh, any one of you would like to pour out yourself in the presence of God and tell him, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Lord, I want to surrender myself. This is your time as brother DJ and Jesus lead us in a song. This is your time and the altar is open and we may rise up and join with you.